T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Who's on the naughty and nice list in sports? Feel free to weigh in on our Oakland Heart Jewelers talk and text lines at 504-260-1870. It's one of those no real right or wrong answers. If you just if you deem that somebody should be on the naughty list or the nice list, feel free. Mike Dettelier, Christian Garrick here. Scott Petrack, Cleveland Browns beat writer for the Chronicle Telegram and the Medina Gazette. Scott, how are you? Uh, Merry Christmas. Um, yeah, I'm good. Merry Christmas to you guys. Merry Christmas, Scott. So – there's so much made about the weather that's coming in town. Even down here in New Orleans, it's going to be in the teens. And up there, it's going to be uh, in a negative degrees um, temperature range, a kickoff on Saturday. Um, are Browns fans welcoming that weather? I would imagine they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. I don't, I don't yeah. know if you guys have ever sat outside for uh, three and a half hours in that kind of weather. It's been about 30 years since I have. Um, but, no, I don't. You know, it's Christmas Eve. I think the crowd normally would be good. I think the weather would probably thin out the crowd because that's just really uncomfortable <laughs> to sit when it's minus 20 wind chill and it's blowing at 30 mm. miles an hour. That's just mm. uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I, I retract that. Uh, you're, you're, you're right. Um, so Deshaun Watson just started playing uh, again after his suspension a few weeks ago. I watched a little bit of, of him against the Ravens. And it seemed like late in that game, he started to get into a little bit of a rhythm. Did I see that wrong? No, you're right. And it's been a steady progression since that debut against Houston on December 4th. He played really bad that game. I mean, he threw a bunch of balls on the ground. uh, Looked like he wasn't seeing the field to me. Um, Felt a step slow. Was better in Cincinnati the next week. Struggled in the red zone. Threw a bad fourth quarter interception. And then against the Ravens, Played clean, no turnovers, had a big scramble, led some long drives. The Browns should have scored more. They missed two field goals. Uh, so I, I thought it was another step in the right direction, and it, it feels like uh, he's getting more comfortable every week. Scott, given the weather forecast, what's the over and under amount of passes you think the Saints and the Browns will, will throw? Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. I've been asking guys all week, you know, like, are, we, are you expecting us like a run every play? And it's tough to tell because that's extreme, right? Um, but, you know, I mean, I'd probably put the over-under at, I don't know, 15, somewhere yeah. around that. Because, I mean, you I know agree. how the league is. I everybody throws it now, right? I think it's Yeah, close. I mean, everybody throws it, but I don't think they're going to throw it nearly as much as they usually do, you know? <clears throat> we, we expect to see a lot of Nick Chubb, and I, I think Mike and I talked about it from the Saints' perspective – the Browns should expect to see, at least by our estimations, a lot of Taysom Hill. Man, Taysom Hill got to touch the football 25 times in this game uh, against the Browns. It got to. 
uh, because anybody who's ever tried to throw a football in a 30- or 40-mile-an-hour wind in that cold, good luck. Uh, That ball's not going where it's supposed to go. And and I wouldn't be surprised that uh, Deshaun Watson get in the mix, too, big time as a runner. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think Hill presents a bunch of problems for the Browns uh, it, just as a runner, right? Forget about everything else he can do. He's strong. He's physical. I mean, you guys know it. But talking to Browns players, they're really impressed with how physical he runs. And the Browns have not been good against the run. I mean, they gave up like 198 on the ground last week to the Ravens. The Ravens scored three points because the Browns had a fourth and one stop inside the 10. They got an interception inside the 10. They had another turnover, and Tucker missed the field goal and had one blocked. So they've been giving up a lot of rushing yards um, pretty much throughout the season. So uh, if I were the Saints, that's what I would try to do, and I would try to go with the big body because the Browns aren't real stout at D-tackle, and they've lost their top four linebackers for the season. So they got two guys that, two guys in the rotation that weren't even on the roster at the beginning of the year, and the other two guys were way down the depth chart. Thoughts a little bit about Debo Jones. We saw him here. He was a really terrific player at LSU. Goes to Atlanta, and he was outstanding there, too. And then, man, he hit the injury bug, one after the other. And uh, from what you've seen of Debo, uh, and certainly I think we'll see a lot of him uh, going up against the Saints. Yeah, well, he's one of those guys, right? They traded for him, I think it was October 9th. And it was a second straight game that the Browns got gashed on the ground. It was Falcons and then Chargers and that, on that Sunday night. Like, hours after the game, they made the trade for Deion Jones. So, then he, he played a, kind of a good amount early, then got benched. They put in a different – they moved the strong side guy to the middle, but then he got hurt too. So, now he's playing the middle. He's playing just about every snap, and he's played pretty well. You know, I mean, he gets pushed off the ball sometimes. He's not the biggest guy. No, he's not. But he's getting the passes, and, you know, he's had pass breakups. He had a pick against Cincinnati – so he's showing up, and he's going to have to because the other guys around him don't have nearly the experience that he has. Scott, were you there when Demario Davis was a member of the Browns? I was. Yep. How, How y'all let out? him go? How did he get out of the building, <laughs> dude? <laughs> fellas, it was the weirdest thing. Like he wasn't the same player that he is now, and that he was, you know, since he's been in New Orleans. But he was good, and I know the coaching staff was devastated when he got traded. But it was part of. The free eight is, is part of the front office. The Browns were kind of tearing it down. Um, it was really analytical driven. They were trying to get rid of veterans. It's when they were in the middle of going one and 31. Is that when they were trying years. to play that money just, ball scheme? They were doing a lot yeah. of money ball? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So he's just one of, you know, he's kind of a casualty of that philosophy. Um, but you could tell he was a good player. You could tell he was a locker room leader. What's changed, what surprised me is now he's like a talker, right? He's become this like spokesman. He was like he hated to talk during the year he was here. Um, was a good player and well respected in the locker room, but we didn't get really get to know him because he didn't say much at all. One of the things, um, you know, in covering LSU and the sports scene here, I've done it over 35 years. Cade York was the best field goal kicker I ever saw at LSU, he was just unbelievable, and he had a big upside to him too because of his leg that he had the potential of, of being a guy that could one day kick a 65-yard field goal in a game. He's had his ups and downs uh, with the Browns, and he's been inconsistent, okay? So we get it uh, on that part. Uh, But it seems to be that the Browns are going to kind of wait this out with him. I think they're patient 
with him in his development as a kicker because, man, you can see he's got unbelievable talent as a kicker and supreme confidence also. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, they, you know, he's the only kicker drafted. They spent a fourth-round pick. And, you know, it's a valuable pick, you know, especially on a kicker. And they didn't have a lot of picks because of the Watson trade. So I, I think he'll, you know, I think they'll stick with him. Um, you know, I have no doubt that he comes back next year as a kicker. But at some point, you know, you got to be more consistent. And the issue with him this year has been he's just not striking the ball well, kick in and kick out, right? Yeah. He had a low, he had a kick last week where it was a low left. It didn't matter what the conditions were, he just missed it. And that was the second one of those. He missed two kickoffs inside the dome in Houston that wound up being squib kicks, and they weren't supposed to be. So he's got to, whatever it is, whatever the routine is, whatever's preventing him from being, you know, I compare it to golf, right, a consistent ball striker, he's not hitting the ball in the center of the club face every time. He's got to figure that out. They love his potential. Um, and you're right about the confidence, but, you know, at some point you've got to worry about that, right? You've got to worry about, is his head right? Is it where it needs to be? And I don't think they're at that point at all. Um, but that's what you got to pay attention to as kickers. Scott, what was the reaction amongst the Browns fans, the loyal fans, with the addition of Deshaun Watson, the amount of money, and also given the things that, that was alleged off the field? Man, it, just, it was all over the board. You had people that loved it. Um, you had people that love it just because it's the Browns. You had people that didn't like it but still cheer for him and still cheer for the Browns because that's what they do. They had people who said, hey, I'm not going to be the same level of fan. I'll pay attention, but not to the same degree. They had people that said, I'm not going to watch him because of Deshaun Watson, right? It was that polarizing a move. There's no doubt about it. You know, now the discussion is mostly about football because we're deep into the season. Uh, but it's certainly been, it's, it's been the story for the last nine months. And I don't think that's going away anytime soon. And I still, I mean, he's, you know, he hasn't apologized really for what he did. So there's not a sense of closure. And I, I think it's still really divisive within the fan base. Jimmy has, uh, Christian had a deal up about naughty and niceless. But, uh, man, one of them for the owners would be Jimmy Haslam. <laughs> when he gave that guaranteed contract, oh, all them other owners were, wait a minute now. Man, you put us uh, in a bad situation here. Uh, we'd guarantee now they've had them before, but nothing like to this extent. Um, what, how is the fan base reaction to Jimmy Haslam? Who yeah. uh, he, you talk about a dude who's been all over the board, it's been Jimmy Haslam. Yeah, I mean, he could be on the naughty list for more than you know, more than one reason, <laughs> yeah, um, right? But you know, when it, when it comes to the Watson contract, I mean, that's the only, that's the only way they were going to get him here. Right, he had said no. Right, and he was considering the other two teams. Right, signed New Orleans and Atlanta, uh, and then he changed. He changed his mind, and he could say it was because of Kevin Stefanski or whatever. But it, it sure feels like the <laughs> okay. We're going to give you two hundred thirty million dollars guaranteed. Fully Man, guaranteed. I go play in Siberia um, for that kind of money. Uh, I'm in. Yeah, right. Uh, I'm in. Yeah, it changed everything. So, you know, I understand why the Browns did it. In in my opinion, from a strictly football perspective. The money's worth it, and the draft picks are worth it because I think he's that good, uh, and I think he's that big of an upgrade over Baker Mayfield. Now, you know, if you're the rest of the teams in the league, and you don't even have to look outside the Browns division, right? Lamar Jackson, yep, do this off season, and he wants all guaranteed money, and I get it. He won an MVP. You can argue he's better than Deshaun Jackson. Joe Burrow's going to be in the same spot this off season, right? The Bengals can offer him an extension. So, um, 
it's I get it. I get it's tough for the owners, and I think the Browns did what they thought they had to do. But yeah, I get why they um, ticked off some other owners. Najoku at tight end. If if any of the offensive players, and certainly Nick Chubb stands out. I mean, I think you could make a real strong argument best running back in the NFL this year. Really has been. Uh, but yeah. Najoku's improvement as a receiver. Uh, and, and he was always pretty good in that area, but he's become a bigger part of their passing attack. That's somebody the Saints are going to have to be cognizant of because he can run those little short-range passes that Watson will throw. He's not going to be able to throw anything deep downfield, but right. Najoku has really been a good player this year for Cleveland. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right, and he can take a little pass in the flat, break a tackle. We've seen him hurdle guys. Uh, he's really athletic. Now, you know, he wasn't getting a lot of opportunities because Austin Hooper was in front of him on the depth chart. And I think that's the biggest thing that's changed. And the Browns committed to him. They signed him for like four years, 50-some, 52, 56 million dollars. And that's a lot of money to pay for him. He has not had that kind of production. Never been to a Pro Bowl. He was an alternate, you know, when they announced him yesterday. Um, But, you know, it felt like a lot of money. But he's been here for five or six years. The Browns liked him. They liked his potential. The market wasn't good for tight ends in the draft or free agency. They felt like he was the best option, and he's starting to make it look like a pretty smart move. I don't know if he's worth $14 million, but he's a legitimate Pro Bowl caliber, borderline type of player, and I think he'll continue to get better, especially the longer Watson plays because Watson does like to throw his tight ends. One other thing, I talked to an AFC GM yesterday, and he told me, Mike, my opinion, Miles Garrett's the best defensive player in pro football today. Your thoughts? Yeah, I'll tell you what. It's interesting because there's a little bit of a, I don't know, backlash around here. Man, he doesn't take over games. We don't see him all the time. You know, you watch Sunday Night Football and Micah Parsons is doing a bunch. Joey Bosa is doing a bunch. But Miles Garrett, you know, there's an ESPN stat that says he's the most double-teamed player in the league or edge rusher in the league, and he's got the highest win rate in the league. So you put those two together, how could you not consider him – if not the best defensive player, top two or three in the league. I think he's that good. He's good against the run. He's playing with a sprained shoulder they hurt in that car accident in September where he rolled to his Porsche. Um, and he plays crazy hard. There was a game against Tampa Bay where he runs off the field with his arm hanging down because he gets drilled on a double team, doesn't miss a snap, and sacks Brady, either sacks or pressures Brady, to end like the final four drives, including overtime to set up the winning bronze possession. Uh, I think he's outstanding, and I think he's playing harder than he ever has. So, yeah, I would not fight with somebody who told me that. Scott Petrak, Cleveland Browns beat writer for the Chronicle-Telegram and the media, uh, Medina Gazette. Uh, bundle up, Scott, and uh, get that hot cocoa, man. <laughs> you can man, get there okay. early, it's Scott. Press box. It's so cold, though. It's yeah. so cold in the front row of that press box. Hey, yeah. If you see Deuce, check on Deuce for us. Yeah, all right? yeah. We, we, he we need extra do well heaters cold weather. for Deuce, man. We need extra. <laughs> Deuce should stay home, man. All right. <laughs> Thank all right, you, thanks, brother. Scott, thanks, Scott Petrack. There it goes. All right, this is Sports Talk here on WWL. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.